So when we talk about HIV and AIDS, it's almost always centered around prevention and and talking about unsafe sexual practices. But the impact, children are often an overlooked demographic when it comes to HIV and AIDS. Dr. Benny Obai, who's the National Executive Director of Child Welfare South Africa, is with us. Dr. Obai, thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it. Why is it that children thank often you. are overlooked or not as considered uh, thoroughly in the in the center of the conversation around HIV? Yeah, um, well, that's part of what you explained in your intro, because um, often when um, the issue of HIV and AIDS is discussed, um, we we mostly look at um, health concerns. We often talk about prevention. We we tell people how to prevent themselves, but a lot of times um, we don't look at the it how it impacts children. Um, we don't realize that. When um, an adult is um, infected or affected, um, in most cases, it impacts on children. So if the adult is, um, is a caregiver or if the adult has a child with them, um, the person being uh, infected by HIV or if the person it has a full-blown AIDS, um, it, ha- it it impacts on, on, on the children, sometimes uh, up to the point of the child not probably not going to school. Either the child becomes the one caring for the sick um, person or um, it affects the, the household income or their resources to the point that it will affect the child's education it will, and ultimately affects the child's development and, and so on and so forth. So that's why we often try to, um, to raise the awareness to say when we're talking of, of um, pandemics generally, um, like this year, we said, look, we've been talking about HIV and AIDS, um, but now it's coupled with the challenge of COVID nineteen. So now, when a family member loses, um, when a family loses someone to HIV and AIDS or any pandemic, the children are usually affected because they might be left without someone to care for them. Um, they might be left without. Um, um, means of supporting themselves, um, and it there's also the the trauma related to the uh, to the situation because um, losing someone is not usually so um, is not something that children can handle so easily. Yeah. So th- there's there's so many sides to it. Yeah, give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I want to hear from you listening to this right now. Uh, whether or not you have been in a family where you lost a family member to HIV AIDS um, and, and, and having lost a family to AIDS, what, what impact did it have on you? Perhaps you were a child, perhaps you were a sibling and you had to take over a lot more responsibility. Perhaps share that with us and perhaps tell us what, how it's impact, impacted the children in the family. The number is 86 uh, Dr. when when we speak about uh, the impact of HIV AIDS on children, for instance, there are other it, it impacts their life and livelihoods in many, many significant ways. It means that they may have lost a breadwinner if they've lost a parent uh, or a guardian to, to, to AIDS. It means that they may um, 
them taking up more responsibility at a very young age. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine. But them taking up that sort of responsibility means they have to forego other things like education. Um, is there any data over the last 10, 20, 30 years that has tracked what the true cost and impact of it has been and perhaps what the necessary interventions uh, should have been from a welfare perspective? Um, I'm, I'm not aware of that. What I know is that different agencies um, track different um, information. For instance, there are information on child-aided households, um, although it's, it, it doesn't track um, how much it costs the the nation or it, how much it, it costs um, generally when you have child-aided households. Um, but it, it's it has devastating effect on on the families on, on on the children like you mentioned because it's not just it, it's it's not just um, a case of now you have a child with added responsibilities um, it it takes away the the childhood from the child because children are supposed to be children they're supposed mm-hmm. to um, have fun they're supposed to play they're supposed to um be carefree they're they're not supposed to be saddled with responsibilities they're not supposed to worry about what to eat or um where the next meal is going to come from um those are the challenge those are the things that the the adults should worry about so uh, so when children are saddled with those responsibilities it takes away their childhood from yeah. them and, and 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 that actually costs a lot more than you know the the, the financial cost because um when when a childhood is taken away from someone it, it's very devastating it's not something you can it's not something you can recover you know, when you've lost your childhood, you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm assuming the trauma that it induces is a lifelong trauma as well. Yeah, it is. And like I said, I mean, if you if you spend most of your childhood being taken up adult responsibilities, when you become an adult, you can you can't go back to become a child. You know, to gain back what you lost as a child. Mm-hmm. You, you so and and. And and also, um, the, the the hurt and the those feelings of insecurity it doesn't mm-hmm. go away easily. Mm-hmm. So so there's a, there's a lot to it. So that's why um, we don't take it uh, we don't take it kindly. That's why yeah. we say let's not um, l- let's not you know neglect the, that aspect of um, growing up for a lot of people because um, if you don't have a balanced childhood it has impact you know later on in in the future you yeah. know you might the person might might not become you know a, a well balanced adult and we live in a society where we're dealing with people with so many um challenges you know and and some of them can be traced back to childhood um challenges you know mm. the, the challenges people experience as a child Mm, mm, absolutely. Give us a call. 086-000-2032 if you'd like to share your experience. If you have questions uh, for Dr. Obai, perhaps 086-000-2032. Dr. Obai, how do we deal with this? Dr. Obai? Yes, I can hear you. 
Fantastic. How do we how do we deal with this? Um, well, that's why we are raising the awareness, and um, we are you know first of all is to let people um, realize the, um, the the impact, so that um, people can become aware of um, of. The, the situation and then we should also in, make it part of our collective responsibility so when we are um, planning as as a community as group of people um institutions be it um our religious institutions be it our um you know our neighborhood you know, um, organizations. Let's also think about children that may have been affected or infected by HIV and AIDS so that they would also have um, a good life. Um, it can, it would also help when it helps when people um, volunteer for um, organizations that are um, supporting children. Um, it, it's not just child office South Africa. There are a lot of organizations that are working with children. Um, people can reach out to them to find out what they can do to assist, um, either to support them with their skills or to support them um, financially or to support them in other ways, um, just to make sure that they're able to provide a kind of support that the children that they care for, they, to provide the kind of support that those children need. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to children living with HIV, um, the approach for support is also at a medicinal level, right? But uh, oftentimes, children living with HIV have very limited knowledge about what it means to live with HIV. Do we have enough awareness programs and just awareness altogether around that? There, there's a there's awareness, but we we're saying let's continue raising the awareness. When when children are living with HIV, there are so many issues that are involved. Um, in some cases, some of the children that are on treatment, um, one of the issues we had to deal with is that um, when when there's no school feeding program, some of them um, some of the children that can only feed. In, in schools um, during the the lockdown period some of them didn't have access to food and if they're not able to eat they can't take their medication yeah. so those are the kind of things that we we also have to think about when you, you know when um, with, there are challenges. So um, schools were closed children didn't have access to food and because they didn't have access to food, they couldn't take their medication. So, um, so we have to always um, think through um, situations to know how it, it will impact on children. Yeah. So, um, we have to continue raising the awareness to say that if um, w- when children are um, are living with HIV, we need to protect their rights. Um, if if they are on on treatment, they, we need to help them. There needs to be an adult that provides the support to them to make sure they do not miss their medication. Um, they they need psychological support because it's not it's not easy for a child to deal with sickness. So they need psychological support. The the adults in their lives need to 
be there for them, need to provide the support that they need um, to to grow up. Um, we need to create an environment where they can um, where they can also uh, be free and, and and have fun. One of the challenges we also experienced during the COVID lockdown was that a lot of the play facilities were closed down, so some children didn't have you know access to um, play facilities, and that impacts on their psychological well-being. So at all times we try to raise this kind of awareness to say let's let's be careful that we are not dealing with one problem and creating another problem mm. give us a call 086 000 uh dr obai do we still have and you know in south africa's democracy the earliest parts of fighting uh hiv aids was to fight the stigma um, do we still have a stigma problem when it comes to HIV? Yes, we still do in some um, in some places. It's not as um, as bad as it was um, years back, but we still do. Um, it, it's something that we're still uh, dealing with. And when we have um, school programs for children, we try to. Um, encourage uh, we, we try to raise the awareness also in schools now it's um it, it's also often challenging for for children in schools because sometimes um it's out of innocence or the children might not know what the child is dealing with especially a child um living with hiv and having to take medications and so on um they might not know what they're dealing with and sometimes um children that have lost parents or relatives to hiv um they still get stigmatized in in some communities so that's why it's good to continue to raise awareness to um to let people know that it's not the fault of the child um some people still attribute um hiv to challenges of witches and we still try to raise the awareness that it it has nothing to do with um the child or the family member being a witch it's it is um is a health related problem yeah, give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Share your experience with us. Perhaps you have a story to tell around uh, how losing a family member to AIDS has impacted and shaped your life as a child. Perhaps a parent, perhaps an, uh, a guardian, uh, but perhaps you yourself may be a child having grown up with HIV. What? How has that shaped your life? Give us that call zero eight six triple zero. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Oliver. My name is Tabata from Kempton Park. I just would like to share regarding the impact that I have seen uh, with some members of my family where children were left without any parents because of the effect um, or the impact of, of HIV AIDS. I have seen the opposite of um, what the doctor has been mentioning. I have seen support coming from members of the community, you know, relatives or not, uh, people coming together to support and raise those children together. So it's a responsibility on all of us um, as, as family members, as neighbors, as churches, um 
to support. And I have seen children that come from these types of homes thrive and become reasonable and responsible and successful members of the community. And they are not defined by the fact that their parent was taken away by, by a disease. So, you know, I don't think, although the topic is about HIV and AIDS, I believe that we should treat these types of circumstances, you know, similar, you know, just like a child would lose their parent from diabetes or a heart attack. Um, we come together and we support. It's not always that you do find that there is a support system, but when we do that, I have seen it in my life. It really um, yields very, very positive results. Thank you. Such a great topic. Thank you so much for that voice note. Ooh, seems like we may have lost that voice note. What a heartwarming story. Thank you. Thank you so much for that voice note. Really, really do appreciate it. Keep those coming in on 086-000-2032. Perhaps you want to give us a call. The number to dial is uh, 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. If you want to send us a WhatsApp voice note, uh, you can simply do that on 0614-104-107. Let's take a news headlines with Normalizo Mandela. Uh, thank you so much for all your calls and voice notes. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Uh, good afternoon, SFM, and to listeners and to the honorable guests. It's Sullivan Gamler from Durban. With regard to kids with HIV, I'd like to find out in the government schools, what nutritional programs do they have to supplement these kids' uh, nutrition in the food line? Because some come from uh, a poverty background. So does the government offer nutritional programs for these HIV kids at schools? Thank you. That's a very, very, very important and good question. Uh, Dr. Obayi, do you perhaps want to re respond to that question? Um, uh, unfortunately, it's not within our um, jurisdiction. Um, however, I can just say that I know that a lot of schools do provide um, nutritional foods for for the kids. Um, it, it might not be across board, but uh, they, they don't specifically focus on children living with HIV and AIDS. The focus is making sure that, that um, children have healthy meals in schools um, where foods are provided in schools. So it's not specifically, um, th there's no specific focus on children living with HIV because it might also create um, um, challenges of stigma. Uh, but when we when we raise awareness um, on on school feeding programs, we try to generally talk about making sure that all the children get um, nutritional meals. That the, that the food that the children get in school is um, has it's balanced enough for the development and the growth of all the children that eat the, the food. Thank you so much for that. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Oliver. Um, I've worked as a social worker a long time ago, and uh, there were times where we had a rush uh, of foster care placements, but most importantly, the, the, the end results for the applicants was to receive the foster care grant. Can your guest uh, talk about that aspect recently? Because it is one of the things that make me leave the profession, because you were just 
inundated with foster care and the high case load that was just not going anywhere and the courts were packed you couldn't get a date can he then talk about what is the foster care application especially the grant uh, is going these days when it comes to children that have been have le- have have lost their parents through HIV or whatever the case uh, or whatever disease uh, it is. Thanks, it's Bongi here. Uh, Doctor Obai, do you want to do you want to respond to that? Okay. Yes. Um. It's it's an it's a it's an ongoing challenge um, for social workers. Um. The challenge of social workers being overwhelmed. It's something that it's ongoing. It's part of the reason why we also try to engage the different stakeholders to say um, we need to work together um, in in addressing these issues. Yes, yeah, so what, what the, the caller mentioned is true. Um, when, when, the, when the challenges started a while, you know, some years back, um, we had a lot of um, high cases of children needing support because um, a, lot of, you know, a lot of them were chartered at households and a, a lot of them were children without um, an adult caregiver. And uh, that that put a lot of pressure on social workers and like the yeah. caller said that was probably why she left the profession um it started getting better but that's part of what we emphasize in our press release to say some of those gains were lost during the covid 19 lockdown because um when we went into a lockdown um it meant a lot of things slowed down so they went into a lot of um, application processed as they you know they should have been and you know the lockdown lasted for close to two years so we're trying to ca- um, kind of play catch up now so so that's why we're raising the awareness to say let's not forget that we lost some of the things that we gained before um before 2020 before the lockdown started yeah. uh, we made tremendous progress in terms of you know uh, foster care placements and so on but then things slowed down during those periods and we're we're trying to like um say let's not leave anything behind because um things kind of went back uh, went back not not our fault you know, not anyone's doing it, it. We had a pandemic, so but mm. we're simply saying, uh, let's recognize that this happened. You know, the the courts were not functional as they should have been, and um, social workers were not going to court as they should have been. So things got a little bit uh, behind. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Oliver. This is Annie on the subject of children um, growing up in households afflicted by um, HIV and AIDS. I just want to say that um, I grew up in a home where um, my parents were infected by the the, the pandemic. And my father passed away when I was I was in my early teens, and so I grew up basically in a single parent home uh, with my mother um, living with the condition. 
and I just want to give a message of support to kids who are plagued by similar circumstances and tell them that they need to align themselves with people with higher knowledge that can help them um, succeed in life and um, and just move away from from detractors or the negativity um, and, and and that's important today I'm 42 years old and um, and I do feel well for myself and so do do my siblings um, and and we don't come from wealth so I just wanted to put that out there thank you thank you so much for that really 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 heartwarming stories Dr Obai there really is hope right there really is positive stories that can be used as a template to path the way for us uh, as far as how to think and deal with uh, hiv and aids related deaths socially as well as politically yes there is and um i i just want to um reiterate that what we have is not a sad story what we have is a positive story. Um, we actually started off on a positive note to say we've made some progress. Um, let's not forget that. Yeah. We've made some progress. What we're trying to um, re-emphasize here is let's not um, put down our shields because we have not won the, you know, the, the battle is not over yet, but we are not losing the battle. That's the message here. Um, we are winning, but let's continue fighting. There are a lot of messages, um, you know, there are a lot of positivities, like the person that's, you know, the voice note you played. You can still tell in her voice that it, it, it was a very difficult situation, but she and her siblings made it. And that's yeah. what we're fighting for, to make sure that there are a lot more people that can tell those kind of stories that mm. um, we, we we provide a lot, you know, we, we, we give people the opportunity to tell those kind of stories. Um, a lot of organizations are helping with, with the fight. A lot of organizations are winning the battle. Um, but we're saying let's not... Um, Let's not put down on our shields, uh, you know, because we are still uh, we're still dealing with 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 this situation. Um, one of the things that we raised during um, the campaign is because we we often have a tendency of when there's something new, we forget about the existing problem and move on to the next thing. We're not saying we shouldn't deal with other emerging challenges. Um, of um, you know uh, violence and crime and um, COVID pandemic, um, we're saying we can deal with all of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know we can support everything at the same time. We can deal while we're dealing with issues of crime and you know violence. We can also make sure that we support um, people working to protect children from HIV and AIDS. Um, Especially when it comes um, when it comes to support, uh, because one of the things we've noticed is that because we we say that we are we have a lot of success stories, some of the organizations that are working in the area of um, um, of HIV and AIDS, uh, it's becoming difficult for them to 
get funding and we're saying that shouldn't be yeah. let's continue providing those kind of supports um whether it's it's through um financial support whether it's through um people um um availing themselves mm. as volunteers yeah. or giving up you know something in, in any way people can help organizations institutions in any way people can help let them continue to provide a support because it's not over yet yeah dr obai thank you so much for your time here uh, on the talking point really really do appreciate it and thank you for your wonderful and important work uh in 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 helping fight uh, the impact of hiv and aids in the country especially in the lives of children really really do appreciate it that brings us to the end of the show thank you so much for engaging it really has been an honor and a pleasure and thank you so much for all the engagement what a wonderful show it has been i'll be back on your radio tomorrow bright and early at 6 a.m standing in for Stephen hurtas on sfm sunrise until then uh take care of yourself be safe be happy be joyous and school holidays are starting <laughs> enjoy your time with your kids as well